Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. And enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. And Chris, this is show number... 178. 178. Welcome into Sports Lounge Live. We are ready to go. Uh, and that is not Bill Sparks. That is, that is not that is not Bill Sparks, but he is here. So he you'll is, hear he Bill is. as we go around the room to see what's up with everybody. But okay. uh, we will turn it over to Chris and we'll get started. All right. So we have our agenda for today. It's a blustery day here. You know, it's, they say 30 degrees, but it feels like a 10 because it's very windy out there. But no weather is lasting long here. It comes, it goes, it comes, it goes. It's 47 yesterday and it's going to snow and then it's going to get cold and then it's going to snow again. Uh, anyway, so our agenda today, of course, we'll go through the panel. That's my little preliminary weather uh, wrap. Then we'll go to the NFL, college football, tennis, baseball, NBA, college basketball, NHL, and, uh, you know, that's basically our, our thing. I think that'll pretty much cover it. And we've got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about, I think, this week. So yeah. as far as my, my panel discussion is, is going, as far as the local scene is concerned, the Bruins are winning. The Celtics are doing better. They've got, finally gotten over 500 for the first time since December 7th. And the Patriots laid an egg in Buffalo. And it was a frozen egg because it was very cold, and they lost uh, 47-17, to 17, the worst defeat uh, in a Bill Belichick playoff game ever. And, you know, the, the one thing, and we can talk about another quarterback tomorrow night, who last night, who embarrassed himself. But Matt Jones did not. He played, he played as well as he could, considering the defense never stopped the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills scored seven touchdowns and had a couple of kneel downs. They never punted in the last two games. The defense never made the Buffalo Bills punt. So you cannot win if you're an offense, no matter how good you are. And they don't have a great offense, uh, but you can't win if your defense never stops them. And uh, they, they have, for example, on the receiving cord, they've got three guys they can count on. Kendrick Bourne, uh, uh, Jacoby Myers, and uh, Hunter Henry, and that's it. They've got to rebuild the receivers. They've got to obviously do some work on the defense. Uh, I don't even know who the free agents are and all that other stuff. I haven't really heard all that yet. You know, they'll get into that as we get further into the offseason. But there's a lot of work to do. The team made the playoffs. In the long-term perspective, it's good. you got your quarterback. And he, he, he did not embarrass himself. He played a decent game for what he could do. But, you know, and you got to the playoffs. And for the second year of the post-Brady era, that's pretty good. You know, and you have, and he'll be better next year because he'll uh, learn from this year. And, uh, you know, if they can just give him some weapons and uh, give him an offensive line. Running game's good. Got some good running backs. But uh, that's where the Patriots are. They're, they're in the hunt. But, uh, you know, they need improvement. And our host to be named later, of course, is Rick Swan. So I will name him and he can say what he has to say this, this week. Hey, hello. Uh, been an interesting week here. Um, 
COVID finally kind of hit close to home uh-huh. here. My uh, my daughter's family lives with us, and over the last week, my daughter and one of my three granddaughters that live with us came down with COVID. Um, it's you know <laughs> the way it is now. It, it's going to happen sooner or later when you have three kids in school here. You know, yeah. um, but we have a we have a tri level house, and my wife and I live in one section, so we're just kind of being quarantined off to that section, and I, I think we're going to be fine. Um, last week, just after we got off the here, Joe Judge got fired. Um, I think that's a good thing, uh, although I'm, it's, I'm not real optimistic. that The Giants' uh-huh. job does not look like a real attractive job right now, only because they don't have a lot of talent, and they've got very little cap space. The only one thing they have is a couple of very high draft picks. That's a good thing. Um, the NFL this week, um, I mean, I love this weekend because I just, the six games, I just I get a whole bunch of Chinese food and just spend my whole time in front of the TV watching the games. Uh, they weren't great games. Games, except for two of them are pretty good there. The other four were pretty pretty lopsided. Um, toot my own horn a little bit here um, on, on our predictions. Now, I, I don't watch college football. I The last college football I watched maybe was Duck Flutie. Um, but I do hear things you know on talk shows and so forth. When we did our bowl picks, I, I got five out of six, which for me for college football I thought was pretty good. Now, on the NFL this week, on the playoff games, I went six to six. So I'm on a roll here, which means I'll go over four this week for sure. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what it always is. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm looking forward. I think we've got four really good games this week. Uh, maybe you know, maybe Green Bay might blow up. But other than that, I, I think all four are going to be really good. So I'm looking the Green Bay to game may depend on the weather, Rick. Yeah, you know. yeah. Okay, so that's it for me, Perry. Well, if it depends upon the weather, it is going to be cold. And how are the how are the Forty ers going to react to that? That might be part of the story of that game. Yeah. But uh, we've had everything this week. It is 44 degrees today. Last Friday night we had 14 point three inches of snow. Um, the Weather Channel was here. You know when the Weather Channel's here, it's generally the weather is not terribly good, and it wasn't. The they were like six blocks from us, so you saw the Weather Channel. You were you were watching six blocks away from from mm-hmm. where I live. So they were here last Friday night. We had fourteen inches of snow. It was pretty cold over the weekend. It's forty four degrees today, and then tomorrow it's going to be about five. <laughs> so yeah, Craig <laughs> Way says he's he says for the second time in five days I'm going to the frozen tundra of Des Moines. <laughs> Is, there now. Yeah, and it is not going to be nice. It, the wind is going to be up, so it'll be a nice day just to yeah. stay inside. And uh, we'll have our Wednesday show. So uh, if you're freezing, just join us, and we'll keep you entertained tomorrow. And uh, hopefully, we get four good NFL games. The college basketball around here is pretty good. Um, all four of our teams have been have been heating up lately. So I'll take that. And uh, someone who certainly is not going to be in a cold climate starting on Thursday is Bill. So, Bill, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's up with you? Well, it's about the same old thing. I feel 100% good now. Um, Let's see. We're watching a little bit of IU basketball, then lose one to Iowa, but come back and, of course, everybody else beats Nebraska. Why not Indiana? I love the football games. Nebraska's Uh, terrible. They are terrible. And, And I was... I was glad yeah. to see uh, the – well, I, I kind of wanted to see New England win since I predicted they would win, but I had a funny feeling. But, um, hey, that's the way it goes. We come back next year and we'll see what happens. Uh, people are still talking about the Colts. Uh, just, just 
don't know what to do. But you think it's bad here? Take a look in Pittsburgh right now. So uh, it it is what it is. Everything else is fine. We are leaving Thursday for Florida. Uh, we should be there in a few hours. Looks like Jenny's got a couple jobs to do, and I may have one. So... At least we've got some work to do while we're in the warm. Hopefully the weather is warmer there. I haven't checked the temperature today, but it should be. So It sure in the world couldn't be too much colder. That's true. So what's going on out in northern, I guess it's northern California? Yes, it is northern California, Bill. Um, Well, um, Everything's going okay. The uh, football games could have been better. We don't, like like somebody said on our phone system this morning. Two games were worth watching. The other four really weren't. But hey, it is what it is. On a personal note, I'm I'm uh, got my fingers crossed. My mom may have the virus. She's at the doctor's. I'm hoping that's not the case. Um, you know, and uh, everything else is going along fine. My Raiders made uh, changes, and they they played well, but they made too many mistakes at the wrong time on Saturday. But we'll talk about that in just a minute. Yep. So uh, let's go to Austin, Texas, and see what Sean's up to. Seventy-seven degrees here, by the way. <laughs> Seventy-nine tomorrow. <laughs> I, I think I need. I think I think uh, Bill and I think I need to mute him. Don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's going to be 36 on Thursday, so anyway. But anyway, yeah. He needs a permanent pretty, mute. Pretty good weekend. Just a little spoiler alert, so you don't want to tune out later. We do have some stuff on college basketball coming. I'll be talking about some highs and lows and ups and downs and conferences and kind of some, his, I mean, a little bit of historic stuff that happened this last week in college basketball. So you want to stay tuned for that as we get into it. Uh, but anyway, throughout the week, if you want to hear what's going on throughout the world of sports, anything, go to 712 before. Three two three six four two. Go to board nine. Hear what's going on. Board thirteen keeps you up to date on TV, XM, and other schedules. Also, contact us throughout the week anytime. Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net seven seven three five seven two seven seven one five or eight hundred six nine three zero five nine five. Option number two. And do not forget tomorrow the Bill and Perry and Friends show. Great topic last week. One p.m. Eastern to three ten a.m. to noon Pacific. Uh, check it out. But we enough with that. Let's talk about this. Super wild card weekend. Oh, it could have been better. It wasn't super, but it was a wild card weekend. And, uh, you know, it was, it was fun to have the six games. Like Rick said, I enjoyed them too. It's just, uh, you know, some of them were foregone conclusions and pretty, pretty much settled by halftime. But what are you going to do? But the first one was not. And the Bengals finally, after since January 6, 1991, we said they hadn't won a playoff game. Well, now they haven't. I don't know what the, the long, Raiders now have the longest drought back 2003, maybe? 19 years. Yeah, I don't know whether they're and, the longest drought, but they may be. Yeah, they are the they are the longest yeah. drought now. Yeah, we the, we are ironically the, ironically the next week after the Bengals, you know, won the last playoff game. That was the Bo Jackson hip injury yep. game against yep. the Raiders, and so yeah. they came right. beat. They beat the Raiders this week. Yeah, so. so it was 26-19 Bengals. And Joe Burrow, unlike, again, and we're going to be talking about the Glugas of the Cardinals game, but unlike other young quarterbacks, and I just complimented Matt Jones on, Mac Jones on doing a pretty decent job, Joe Burrow was the leader of that team. He got them up there. He, he moved them down the field. Mixon wasn't able to run it, but he threw, threw passes. Couldn't get his long ones to Jamar Chase like he normally does. But he was moving that team, and he was in charge. And that's going to be, Rick's saying, good game. They're going to be tough 
tough for Tennessee. I mean, I'm not saying they won't beat them, Tennessee, but, you know, they're going to be tough uh, to beat because uh, Burrow has established himself as a real high, you know, top-of-the-line quarterback in this league in his two years, that's for sure. Yeah, you, and, did have, you, did, you did have some poor officiating in this game, and the officiating uh, yeah. crew, by the way, has yeah. been suspended. They've been suspended. Uh, you had the inadvertent whistle, but you also had the timeout, the Raiders' timeout. So they were. it was kind of poor on both sides. I mean, you can say, okay, maybe they gave that to Cincinnati, but maybe they didn't, but maybe, you know, should have been. But the crew's been suspended. They will not work the rest of the Well, what, I guess what I don't understand about the inadvertent whistle, it came out. Now, I was listening to the Bengals broadcast. It came out about 15 minutes later on the Bengals that that, you know, the inadvertent whistle. And uh, and I guess the play is no play when there's an inadvertent whistle. Is that how right. the rule that, is? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. That is correct. That is correct. That is correct. So, so, the question is, did somebody not tell Bogart that he had blown his whistle? I don't, I think they I realized that later on it was already well after the, they, play, the next yeah, play had yeah. gone, so they couldn't do anything. The officials had met and talked, but I don't think they were talking about the whistle. They were talking, no, they were about, talking about whether he's out, out of bounds. bounds yeah. Yeah. Um, evidently, somebody said that he did step out of bounds. That's why they blew the whistle. But he, that right. should have been brought up, and it, it never was. Right. Like, you know, yeah, um, so that's the problem. I don't know that. I didn't yeah, I notice know it, it until I didn't notice it until halftime when Scott Graham had Gene Steratore on and he said it was an inadvertent whistle and he said what you do with an inadvertent whistle you he said no matter what happens you have to go back and you replay the down over. Yeah. I, I, no, was, I, watch, I was watching it on T, I was yeah. watching it on TV and when the play occurred it looked like Burrow was close to stepping out of bounds but when he, they didn't blow the whistle till the ball was in the air. Yeah. So and on TV, they did. They didn't know. They didn't mention the whistle until after they kicked the extra no. point. They went to commercial. Yeah. Then when they came back from the commercial, they said, you know, "We're going to replay this again. Listen for the whistle." So somebody yeah. brought it up to them during commercial. Did, and and does, does, NBC, yeah. does NBC Rick have? One of these guys like Gene Steratore doing the yeah, officiating thing? Yeah, I forget which one it is, but yeah, they do. I Terry McCauley. Yeah. Terry McCauley. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, they all have one now. And after that, he did say, you know, the play should have been played over. And, and yeah. like I say, I don't know, you know, I don't know if it would have made that. Boyd was, you know, he was, there wasn't anybody yeah. real close to him. But still, you, you know, you, you can't blame the Raiders for letting down if they hear the whistle. Because if, right. if they don't hear, you know, if they do hear the whistle and they keep playing, then you may call for an illegal hit or something. You know? uh, no, you know, I, I give uh, Rich Basaccia some credit, too. I mean, after the game, he came out and said, you know, he said, I'm not going to blame the officials. He said there were plenty of plays. He said we had too many yeah. penalties that could have yep. made a difference and plays yeah. we didn't make. So, you know, you know what? That's a, that's a class act by him. Yeah. And it wasn't like, it was like the last play of the game, and it cost, you know, Correct. this was, yeah. you know, first of all, they, it was, I think it was only like second down, so they still would have had a, well, they, they yeah. would have had to play over anyway, so yeah. they may have still yeah. gotten a touchdown, but if they didn't, they were certainly in field goal range, and there was a lot of game left to play, you know? Yeah. Right, and uh, and uh, remember, the inadvertent <laughs> whistle happened in the second quarter, and a lot of the defensive yeah. players said after the game, yeah, they said, "Look, when you uh, you're trained, when you're playing football, when you hear the whistle, that's when you stop." And that's, a lot of the players stopped because they heard the whistle. Well, you know, but I mean, but it was poorly appreciated anyway. Yeah, it yeah. was. There was yeah. there was a couple of offensive holding calls on the Raiders that were real ticky tacky, and there was oh a, yeah, there was a roughing the quarterback call that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I I have never liked uh, Jerome Boger as a referee, and he is Scott Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I, 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 I sounds like Huckleberry Hound Dog. Yeah, no, he. <laughs> Um, 
I, I was shocked when I found out that he was going to be the referee on Saturday because I know the NFL, they grade their officials throughout the regular yeah. season and they use all their top crews. So I was I was shocked when, when he made the cut. And, of course, I was thrilled when the NFL came out yeah. afterwards and said, <laughs> well, you're done for the rest of the playoffs. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah uh, you know, so. Okay, well, and we can talk about the changes that the Raiders made when we get to our news and notes. But, yeah, we will. Uh, as yeah. we talked about, Patriots need to make some because Buffalo ramrodded them uh, 47-17. to Allen threw five uh, touchdowns. He threw for 308 yards. He uh, ran for 66 yards. And, you know, he was, it was amazing what he was able to do to the, the, the Patriots. And, you know, I mean, the, the defense, would they weren't going to beat the Bills anyway. I mean, somebody would have had to really – it's going to be amazing because of what we're talking about Mahomes. You're going to have those guys going against each other. Yeah. But you're going to see, like, the Buffalo and Kansas City defenses do better against those guys than the Patriots yeah. Steelers did. I think yeah. that's the, first the game, bottom line. First game in ahead, the history sir. of the NFL where one team didn't have to either – didn't turn the ball over or punt or try a field goal in the game. Because I got a touchdown when they had to kneel down. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. He also he also set a Josh Allen set a play a bill playoff record five touchdowns in one game. I suppose Kelly never did that, but I guess he yeah, did, I am you know? too. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah, the uh, most Kelly or even most. Frank Reich in the comeback. You know, yeah. just used it. Yeah. 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 Well there was a lot of running touchdowns in that comeback. Yeah. Believe yeah. Me. I remember. I remember. <laughs> well yeah, Thurman Thomas, so they, yeah, they had their share of running yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. Kelly did. Yeah. yeah. But no, they they uh, the Bills are gonna be, you know, a tough yeah, that's gonna be a really good game. It is. Uh, yeah. Then we go to the next blowout. We spend, we're going to spend more time on the close games because that makes more sense. <laughs> Tampa Bay beat Philadelphia 31-15. to 15. Again, Jalen Hurts did okay from what, with what he had. They don't have that many weapons. You know, he was throwing to his guy, Devontae Smith, and he was, you know, uh, they were they were running it a bit. But Tampa Bay just had too too many weapons, too much going. Had a 31-0 lead going into the fourth quarter and just let uh, the Eagles get a couple there at the end. And, and I, I think, Chris, I think Jalen Hurts did well with what he had. Just Tampa Bay was just too good. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. You know. I'm not that. I was not that impressed with Hurts. I thought he he missed some open receivers and well, he, and he I, did. I think, yeah, I think the the um, the verdict is still out on him. He's he's a he's a good running quarterback. He's good for yep. fantasy football, but I'm not yep. sure he's a he's a good NFL throwing quarterback. That's I, what I, that's I, what they said on. Uh, that's what Ron Jaworski said that he is going to have to work on in the off season is his passing yeah. game. He said the running he's got, but he said he's got to become a passer because if he doesn't, he's not going to be a starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah Rick, I can I compare yeah. Hurts to Tua. They, you know, they're built in the same mold. Kind yeah. of. Well, Tua, I don't know. Tua to me, he's he's. I mean, he, his game is different. He doesn't throw down the field. As much he throws shorter passes, but he's really right. accurate with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then in the uh, the late Sunday game, and they always like to have the good game on the late Sunday uh, slot, and they got one with San Francisco yeah. beating uh, Dallas twenty three to seventeen. I was saying before the show, Dallas is always. We spend more time on two teams in this country that never win anything, the New York Yankees and the Dallas Cowboys. And we talk every year about how this, the Yankees are going to do this and the Cowboys are going to do that, and we do it every year. The Yankees haven't won the, the whole thing since 09. The Cowboys haven't won the whole thing since 95, 96 season. They haven't been to the N- N- NFC Championship games since that far back. They usually go out in the first round or they maybe win one game, they get to the second round. They, you know, I mean, they've got great statistics when you run all the way back, and really half the time they make the playoffs, and that's not easy to do. I mean, you give them credit for making the playoffs because it's not easy to make the playoffs. But when they get there, they just don't get it done. 
Nope. Yeah. It's bad. I mean, I think the last time they made the second round, I think they won one in 19 because they beat uh, somebody, I think. I, I asked my, Miss A, and I think they won one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. That's right. They did win and, one. And, uh, and, uh, and if you're a football player, you have to know the rules of the game that you play. Dak, Dak Prescott did not know the rules. You have to give the ball to the umpire, you know. Yeah. So and, 14 and, penalties and six of them pre-snap right. penalties. That, that's just not good coaching. No. Not, and no. not only and that, I mean, you talk about him not knowing that their own announcers, Babe Laufenberg and Brad Sham, they were unimpressed with the Cowboys on Sunday. Oh, they yeah, sure were. And of course, they're already asking about Mike McCarthy, what's going to happen. Uh, Jerry says, Jerry says nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Stephen so Jones gave him the vote of confidence, and Jerry, Jerry went on a showdown fan, and he said, you know, uh, Mike McCarthy, he's a good guy. I like the guy. You know, it's only been a couple years, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, but Dan Quinn, of course, Dan Quinn and uh, Kellen Moore are both interviewing for other jobs, so we'll yeah. see, but Jerry, you know Mike McCarthy has the vote of confidence from Jerry, so that's, yeah, I don't know. If, we can like bring said, back Jason Garrett, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and one other quick thing, you know, and um, Boomer Sison brought it up Sunday at halftime. What, what were they thinking when they built that stadium so that the sun comes in the way it does and people can't, receivers can't see passes? That's right. They that built, happens they, every year. Yeah, they that used to happen in the old stadium, too, didn't it, Rick? West. In, just, in, yeah, it did, yeah. In Irving, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's right. I was looking at the time. I'm like, the sun. I mean, I understand they're in the western part of the central time zone, but my goodness, that was the sun was just about to go down because I asked uh, Miss Say when the sunset was, but it was late for the sun to be that much of a problem, you know, in the oh, game. Yeah, but it was. And then they and hit, then we, the punter hits the board with the punt. So yeah. Oh, that was oh, now yeah. that was a do over, and oh, it was yeah. so funny because Babe, Babe, and and uh, and uh, Brad Sham were right on that. They said Tennessee, yeah, first game, yeah, first game was played. You know, before anything was said, and this is supposed to be a do over, and they were very complimentary on the ref how he explained it, and yeah. you know, because that's what happened after that first game when it when it occurred. I remember that being yeah. mentioned at the time, so that was cool. And then uh, Kansas City sent uh, Ben Roethlisberger out on a losing note with a forty-two twenty-one. Now the Steelers hung in there for quite a while. Wow, it was scoreless in the yeah, second yeah. quarter, and yeah. you know, yeah. I think they went to sleep at halftime. Yeah, you I know, think, I think yeah, Mahomes had so. like forty yards passing in the first quarter. He ended up to over four hundred. Yeah, he threw yeah. he threw five touchdowns, four hundred and four yards, and he ran uh, for twenty nine yards. So again, you know, amazing quarterback stats for him. But uh, this, in the Steelers, you know, Roethlisberger again, not many weapons. He did what he could with what he had, but the defense really lost it after the you know. And then they they got that fumble recovery. That's the last good thing they did, and they really uh, first foul Hall of Famer when he's eligible. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, he will be. And the last game, the quarterback who embarrassed himself was yeah. Kyler Murray. You know, the these other guys at least showed something here and there. But Kyler Murray was terrible, especially that play where he underhanded the ball on his two-yard line or whatever, and it was run in for a, a touchdown. I mean, he just was – they didn't have a first down until almost the end of the second quarter. And, you know, they ended up getting a few points in the second half. But, you know, it's it's like – I don't understand now. They, you look at the younger quarterbacks, you know, we, we saw a little bit out of Mac Jones. We saw uh, what Barrow was doing. We saw what um, uh, Mayfield did last year to the Steelers. You know, it's not like you can't come in as a young quarterback and, and accomplish something. But, you know, this, this was terrible. Well, this was, you know, with, with Arizona, why would you at halftime, you know, in the, late in the second quarter, you had three timeouts and you had the ball. Why didn't you try to score? They they were so that you know, they were afraid of that defense. Were, I mean, I mean, the game was. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. The yeah. game was over yeah. by halftime. 
Yes. But we, you know, we've mentioned this before, that something with, with Kyle Murray, and I don't know if it's because he's not a very big guy, but he seems to get worse as the season goes on. Now, yes. I, in, in 2019, they lost seven out of their last nine games. In 2020, they lost five out of the last seven. And this year, they lost six out of their last seven. You get, and, you know, you forget in the first few weeks of the season, we were talking about him being in the category of, you know, in the talk of the MVP. Yeah. That's right. Well, it sure didn't work out that way. And that that on that interception was it's the same play we've seen this year from Wentz and Stafford, but it's, it's different when you see it in the playoff game. Yeah. Okay. Before we get so the, before the, we get the schedule, let's bring on okay. uh, Dick. He wants to talk. Uh, we know not, I bet not about the Bears, Dick, because they didn't play. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, a couple of things. Uh, you know, the whole business is about cold weather. I, I don't buy that at all. I'll, I'll tell you a little story about that. Mm-hmm. Back in 1989, the uh, Bears were going to play the championship game against the 49ers. That's right. And it was like about five below zero. It was cold outside. And, of course, all the Stuart Bear fans, oh, Bear weather, Bear weather. We don't want a dome here, Bear weather. Well, San Francisco came out and cleaned their clock, and the final score was 28-3. to Mm-hmm. I remember. It was, it was yeah, bad. I can, and you guys know, I, I got to tell you about that. You may not know a great sports legend on radio in Chicago died Sunday. Yes. Grobstein. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, we were going to talk about mind. it. He had a photographic mind. He could tell you what happened in a game in 1970. Mm-hmm. And he was not one of those rude, obnoxious uh, talk show hosts either. Although he did hate 69. Yeah, 69 years old. And, and, he, and, and he enjoyed doing overnights on the score. I mean, that's he enjoyed that. We did. Yeah. He, um, there were times when he would do like seven hours. Wow. You know, we yeah. got, got uh, finished early. I was telling these guys that we also would hear him on the, you know, the, the shoot around the country, you know, the, the shows like right now we have David Schuster, who's excellent also that we get on NFL radio. But for when the CBS, you know, when FAN was doing it years ago, he was the guy they'd go to for the Bears. And he always gave a great report. You always knew, you know, uh, what was going on. And he never uh, sugar, unlike, oh, same as David Schuster, never sugarcoated about the Bears. They're playing lousy. He'd say so. And, uh, you know, that was great. He, good uh, baseball guy, too. Go. Um, go ahead, Bill. I just said he was a good baseball guy. He was. Yeah, yeah. he knew baseball, too. He yeah. was involved in Cubs coverage, wasn't he? Yeah, Perry? Yes. Yeah. He, he loved the Cubs. He was, yeah, he, he did the famous Lee Elia uh, thing. So He recorded, he recorded yeah, he that. He was one did, yeah. Um, you know, and, too, of course, we can't play that. So if you guys want to find that, go to YouTube. I'm, it is there. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Sure. No, no, you, Bill wouldn't want that. Um, no. <laughs> another thing too, um, with the coaches, what's going to happen with your Raiders? Um, you know, they, did they, did they fire the, did they fire the coach or? Uh, no, he's, uh, he's still employed, but I, I think he will. I think the entire staff will be let go. Unfortunately, I think this coaching staff did a wonderful job under the circumstances they were in. But, uh, as I was telling somebody on the phone system earlier today, um, you know, Mark Davis brought in um, John Gruden, and Reggie McKenzie was still there. Well, Gruden and McKenzie couldn't work together, so Gruden brought in Mike Mayock. And when you were associated with John Gruden, and you had to let John Gruden go because of those emails he put out, unfortunately, Mike Mayock, uh, you know, was a John Gruden guy. He brought he brought him in. Unfortunately, it's guilt by association. Uh, Mark Davis. Mark Davis said that is not what happened. Mark Davis said he okay. couldn't get along with people in the room, and he said that's why he oh. got let go. Okay, yeah. I didn't. I did not hear that, Perry. But yeah, I've um, heard it a couple places, and he'll yeah. probably go back to the NFL Network. And- yeah, uh, he's a very good draft guy. Um, now he didn't make very good draft picks, but he's good at analyzing the draft. I think he'll go back to TV, and I think he'll do just fine. So, 
Uh, I think the Raiders are cleaning house, and we'll see what happens with them. Okay. All right, Dick. Thanks a lot. Okay, yeah, we got any, anybody else up, Harry? Or we do not, to to right. we do not at this point. Go no, ahead. Schedule means picks, so we'll run them down, you know, mention the game, and then we'll pick it. That sounds like the best way to do it. Yep. And so we start on Saturday at 435 Cincinnati at Tennessee on CBS. And I'm going to pick Tennessee, but I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I think that, uh, you know, Henry coming back, assuming Henry himself, uh, that's going to be a big difference maker. I think they're pretty even otherwise. Tennessee has a better defense. Bengals have a better offense. But when you add Henry, it makes the offenses that much closer together. So assuming we have a healthy Henry, uh, I'm picking uh, Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going with Tennessee, too. Um, I really like Vrabel as a coach. And um, yep. Cincinnati's missing at least one defensive lineman, uh, will be Joby Ewart. And, um, and Henriksen went out, a con- con- went out with a concussion, so he may be back, he may not be back. And like I said, I think all these games are going to be real good, but I'm going with Tennessee on this one. Yeah, I'll go with Tennessee on this one, but I do, I too think it'll be a good game. I, but I think the Titans will win, and we don't know yet if, if Henry is going to play or not. They want to see how he looks in practice, but I'll bet if he looks anything like that he's anywhere close, I'll bet he plays. But I'll take Tennessee in a good game. I want to go with Tennessee in a good game, too. Uh, Cincinnati's come a long, long way, but I still think Tennessee. Okay. Uh, I think uh, I think Tennessee will win. I think it will we'll, we'll be a very good game, and it'll be interesting to see if Henry plays and uh, which Derrick Henry we get. So, well, I Sean? think it's unanimous. I'm going with Tennessee also. Okay. <laughs> All right, so run out and bet on Cincinnati. 8.15, <laughs> we have San Francisco at Green Bay. I think the temperature, Robert, I don't think it'll be down to zero. I think it'll be in the teens probably if you kind of go. I think it's going to start in the low 20s and 10 to 15 degrees. And then, you know, and I don't know about the wind. Uh, they said something about cloudy, so that would imply less wind because you don't have clouds usually when it's windy. It's usually okay. the air is calmer. Uh, it's usually a windy night when it's cold. It would be clear. But, I mean, that, this is just me and Perry, our real amateur weather forecaster, can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's my guess on the weather. But, but San Francisco is a dangerous team. I mean, they prove that. You know, they go into Dallas. It's not easy to win on the road, even as, as goofy as the Cowboys can be. And I'm sure the Packers would have been happier, much happier to get the Cowboys in there than they have to deal with San Francisco. You got to deal with Samuel. You got to deal with uh, you know the, these different uh, plays that they do. Mitchell is having a great year for a rookie. He's uh, not going to get the offensive rookie of the year. I think that's going to go to Jamar Chase now that Mac oh, yeah. Jones struggled in the second half. But but uh, Mitchell and you know Jones Jones will get some votes. But I, I do think Green Bay will manage. You still got Aaron Rodgers over there. You know uh, this is the year for the big quarterback uh, moments, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to going to get this done. And uh, you know, but it'll be again a good game, and I think. You and, and pretty much, if they give you enough points, I'd take the points on all these games. You know, that's, that's just the way I feel about them. But I'd say Green Bay. Okay, uh, Rick. Okay, a um, couple of things. That, again, we have some injury problems. Maybe uh, Fred Warner, you know, the linebacker, uh, hurt an ankle Sunday, and I don't, I don't. He, claim, he don't claims think. he's good. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think it's one of these things. He may play, but he may not be as good as he should be. Uh, big one is Bosa, again, in, in concussion protocol, so they're yeah. going to need him. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, this, this San Francisco situation is strange because you talk, you hear most people in there saying that there's a good chance that Garoppolo's not going to be there next year. He's going to, they're going to trade him to Carolina or Denver or something like that. You know, they want to, they want to get Lance into the lineup. You know, Garoppolo right now in his career, his career record in games he started is 36 and 15. He just yeah. he doesn't get any respect. I mean, you know, and it's, oh. and I understand. I mean, like he threw a terrible interception in the fourth quarter that almost 
you know, got Dallas back in the game. But well, they, they were talking on the Cowboys. They were saying that could be we, we forget about his thumb too, and they were saying yeah, that could yeah. be a factor. Yeah, and he also, you know, he also I guess strained his shoulder in this game Sunday. So yes, he did. He's added another injury. Um, he'll play, but um, with all that said, then, like I say, this is one game that I think I, I think they're all going to be good. But if there's one game that's going to be a blowout, I think it would be this one. I like Green Bay in this one. Okay. And by the way, it's on Fox on eight uh, fifteen. Uh, yeah. I mentioned the yeah. network. Okay, and I, so, I too will take I too will take Green Bay. I think if it's got a chance, if there's going to be a, a big-time blowout this week, it's going to be that one because yes. it is going to be cold. I mean, it may not be, you know, 20 below, but it is going to be cold. And, and you can say what you want that, it, you know, it may not impact the 49ers, but if you're not used to that, yep. um, back in the 80s, you know, people were probably tougher back in those days, I think, in some well, they were yeah, I mean, than I they are that. now. So. Yeah, I will take, to that I'll take the Packers in probably by about 10. Okay. Go. All right. Go. Okay. I I don't think there's any question or doubt about it. It's going to be Green Bay, but boy, the 49ers intrigue me. And yeah. I, I like the way they play. I, I just do. Um, they just find a way to to just win. So, but I I if there's going to be an upset, this would be the one, but the safe pick is definitely Green Bay. Pick it up, Robert. Yeah, no. Um I I uh, I definitely think that Green Bay will take care of home field advantage and win. Uh I have a lot of respect for what Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers have done, but I think their dream comes to an end. Sean well, I think number one. Well, you can't go wrong either way with announcers, with either team or Fox, or I don't know who's going to do it for Westwood One. But you know, yeah. I got to go with Green Bay. But I think it's going to be closer than what you think. It's going to be close. Okay, okay. I hope like so. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all the announcers when these games all have. If you could do it on the radio with the with the local announcers, you're not going to get a bad crew this time. This is a uh, uh, Rams. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a little short on the Rams, but and we're getting to them right yeah. now. That guy. I was thinking. I was trying to listen to him last night, and then they cut off the. Field on ESPN on seventh second quarter, and I started to listen to the Cardinals, and they were more interesting anyway, just because of how bad they were. And it's kind of fun to hear <laughs> and that. Dave sometimes. Pash is a very good announcer. Dave anyway. Pash is very good. Uh, Ron Wolfley is a little bit of a character. Yeah, character. yeah. I bet he wasn't too amused with that game, though. <laughs> no. no, he wasn't. <laughs> but anyway, so anyhow, but uh, the but the Rams guy is sort of a Ron Radio guy. He doesn't seem like he cares one way or the other. He's just announcing the game like he thinks he should announce it. But that's just me. But Tampa Bay uh, is gonna, Tom Brady's going to face the Rams again. Of course, we know what Tom Brady beat the Rams. It wasn't the same quarterback, but beat the Rams two years ago in the Super Bowl three years ago. And uh, I think he's going to do it again. I think uh, they, they have too much going for them. They're going to be at home. Uh, I think the Rams will, you know, have gotten their playoff win. I know that they're going to put themselves in salary cap hell coming out of these these moves that they've made. So this is kind of desperation time for them. And it's a little bit for Brady, too, because hey, he's getting near the end of the career. He wants to win another one. But I, I think that they've got too much going. And, uh, you know, I think they'll be able to do it at home. Isn't Brady up? Isn't he a free agent after this year? I believe I, so. I think so, but I don't think yeah. he's going anywhere. He's, he's well, there's the general actually rumors, rumors being uh, sent out there now that maybe he's, he's – well, there are a few hints that maybe he might retire. Now, nobody believes that. No. But but what some people believe is that he's, he's laying it out there, kind of telling the Buccaneers, I'm going to retire if you don't change coaches, because it sounds like he's just about had it with Arian. 
Well, that, that's that, what I was about to say. He is the yeah. general manager, so yeah. you know, considering yeah. that he, yeah. you know, he, yeah. he's running the team, so he can kind of figure out what he yeah. wants to do. And Arians, you know, he, you know, he kind of made Antonio Brown look a little better Sunday when when he had two key offensive linemen go down that game Sunday, and he had them right back in there in a few plays. And it, you know, it, it's kind of like people were saying, you know, Antonio Brown was saying, "No, I don't care if you're injured, get in there." You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, in this game, you know, and that's that's another big story. The right tackle Tristan Wirtz, you know. And, was injured and he, he came back once, he left again, and and he, that would be huge if he can't play because if, if you don't have your right tackle against that Rams defense, that could be a problem. Also, you know, it, he's Brady's down weapons, and you know, I don't know if Ornette's going to play. If he does, I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent. And his number one receiver, now, you know, except for tight ends, his only real good receiver now is is uh, Evans and. Jalen Ramsey can blanket their best tight, you know, their best receiver. He he does that all the time and, and does a pretty good job on him. And Cam Cam Akers last night was he amazed me. He looked yeah. great. And he wasn't even he supposed to be a they didn't work sure who he was gonna play next year and he looked fantastic. I'm picking a Rams upset. Okay. All right. I, I, I agree. I think, game on TV, by the way. I forgot yeah. to mention that. Go ahead. I, I agree, Rick. I think the Rams win this game. Um, I don't know if that's picking with my heart or my head, but <laughs> I, I, I'm picking the Rams and it will be, it will be close though. Should be. Okay, yep. Bill. Tampa. No, I, I think so. I think they'll beat the Rams, but I was impressed the way the Rams actually played last night. Was very much. I think the the quarterback. I think he got over his hurdle, and now that he's got one big game behind him, but I I'm still going to stick with who I'm going to stick with, and I hope you you could be right, Perry, but you never know, Robert. Okay. Well, if there's going to be an upset, I think it will happen in this game. I was very impressed with what the Rams did last night, but I am going to take Tampa. But it wouldn't surprise me if this game winds up going into overtime. I think it's going to be very competitive. Sean? I'm going to go with the Rams. I think think they're going to do it. I think they'll pull it off. I think they've got a lot of momentum, you know, coming out of this game. And I think we'll see. It's going to be close, but I think they'll pull it off. And at 640 on CBS, we have Buffalo at Kansas City, the two uh, big star quarterbacks of the weekend going to go against each other <coughs> with better defenses. And uh, I haven't really checked on the uh, Kansas City weather. I don't know what's going with that. But uh, it'll, Buffalo, it'll, be in the tw- it'll probably be in the 20s. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Buffalo gave them a hard time last year. They, uh, you know, I think what happened, if I remember, they kind of get out to a two touchdown lead, then Buffalo would cut it to one, then it'll go back to two, then one, then two. They never, you didn't feel like Kansas City ever lost control, but Buffalo didn't go away either. And I think Buffalo needs to get off to a better start. Uh, you know, they've had a little trouble doing that this year, but so is Kansas City. Look at what they did against Pittsburgh. They'd done that against Buffalo. They'd be behind by 14 points, too. Right. So that, you know, they can't be doing that. Both teams have been inconsistent this year. Both have been playing a lot better lately. Buffalo the last month, Kansas City the last couple of months. But I do have to give it to the home team with Kansas City and just more experience. And I just think it's going to be Kansas City beating Buffalo. Okay, this game, <laughs> I am looking so forward to this game. This is, You know, there's, there's certain players, at least I, I like to no matter who they're playing, I like to watch them play. There's a few of them. It's been Mahomes for me since he got into the league. Um, one that that's not a quarterback now that's really come on. I just love watching Debo Samuel play. What they're doing mm-hmm. with him, he's amazing. But Mahomes and now Josh Allen. Um, to me, this is a completely a toss. You know, if it was on a neutral field, it'd be an even game. I know Kansas City's home, but I'm going with Buffalo. Okay. 
I too am going with Buffalo. I think this Buffalo is going to finally get there, and uh, I am going with the Bills. I, I thought the Bills in total were a little more impressive th- this past week, so I think the Bills will finally get it. Okay. All right, I'm going to go with Kansas City. I think slight edge of them being at home. Uh, Buffalo has been kind of in and out this year. Um, Most of the time, they're pretty good for the most part, but I've seen some very serious lapses against the Colts, and you know what I think of that. But I I think I'm going to go with Kansas City. Robert? I'm going to take Buffalo. I, I think uh, I, I, I think Kansas City is starting to be a little too cocky. You know, they they think that they're going to get to the Super Bowl automatically, and I like to see teams get knocked off their pedestal when they get like that. I think I think Josh Allen's going to go into Kansas City, and they're going to do real well. It's going to be very high scoring. This could be another overtime game. So batting down the hatches, folks. But I think Buffalo will pull this out. Sean. Well, I think it's going to be Kansas City. Like I said, because of the home field advantage, I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be both teams in the 30s or 40s. I mean, you may you may see a team get to 50. I don't know. Yeah. It is going to be it's going to be an offensive shootout. I will say that. Yeah, I don't think the defenses are going to do too much. <laughs> okay, and yeah. uh, so then then the next week we'll be down to the final four, and uh, we'll yep. see what's going on at that point. And and really, we figured out that probably the CBS game, aka the AFC game, will be the early game and Fox should be the late game uh, the week after next for a championship Sunday on the 23rd. So, And in case we didn't mention it, the Tampa the 30th, Rams game. If I ever get these yeah. dates right, let me know. Yeah. Jeez, the 30th, yeah. In case we didn't mention it, the Tampa Rams game will be uh, NBC. So, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, I guess we can go to the news and notes. We already briefly talked about Joe Judge. I know you're happy, Rick. Apparently, Chris Mara is involved in hiring the new general manager and so forth, but he's sort of got a similar title. Do you know what his title is? He's the son of the owner. No, he's like, I don't. Some yeah. personnel, something. They were talking about on FAN the other day yeah. and saying, you know, uh, about trying to hire a guy that is going to kind of be working for you and, you know, and it, what if you wanted to get rid of him and wanted to really have the, the full job, it might cut down, cut down on kind of the guys they could hire. You know, sort of like when Pat Sullivan was here at GM with the Patriots, you know, kind of who was going to come in here was the real big football guy because he had to deal with Pat Sullivan. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with that. It's kind of a, sounds like you got a lot of chiefs and not too many Indians down yeah. there, and I don't know how that's going to go. And personally, yeah. I, would, I don't know about Coach, but I would like to see them. I, w- I would love to see Spielman there with the Giants. I think he's, he's made some great drafts. Yeah. Yeah, with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love not? to have him in Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then we moved on to Houston fired David Culley. I know we talked about it a little bit last yeah. week. That he was four and thirteen. I know that, but he got them to play hard, and he, he got a lot out of Davis Mills, and uh, kind of too bad for him. But yeah. he said, yeah. A, well, the fire, could, the fire, the fire didn't happen until after the show. But yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But we talked about it might, and yeah. and I was yeah. we were saying that we yeah. didn't think it should, but uh, at least I didn't. But my my thing is, he may no. be setting himself up for one of these other jobs. He should be in the mix for interviews. Well, He'll at least be a coordinator or something because, really, he was the scapegoat. You had Casario, you had the preacher man, and you had uh, little Cal McNair over here. Oh, you got Davis Mills who performed above where they were supposed to be. You had a guy who had never been a head coach or a coordinator. He was, I mean, how many guys turned down the job because they didn't want this chaos? And so, oh, we're just going to throw him under the bus. I mean, yeah, it, we talked about it, but it's still, it's yeah, yeah, no. it's and it sounds like, and it sounds like from what Casario was saying, it sounds like now they want to go out and hire a big time coach. 
They want Brian Flores. They've talked about Brian Flores. And one reason is the whole connection with Flores and Casario and the New England pitch. Right. Yeah. Well, and my, and remember when Flores was in Miami, he wanted since he couldn't get Justin Herbert in the draft, he wanted he wanted the Dolphins to trade with the Texans to get Watson. So yeah. if Flores takes that and, job, maybe Watson stays. I don't know. Well, I don't. Those illegal things all start coming up here in February, so we'll see if Flores uh, if he takes it and if Watson stays or not. But uh, one yeah. thing I heard on that apparently, Deshaun Watson has tried. Uh, to settle these cases, and these women are all saying no. They they want him to go to trial. So that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there was a story back a while where, where where they almost had settlements set, but Watson wanted them to be open, not secret, and the other side yeah. didn't. And that kind, of, which is is a credit to that's him. It's unusual. But, Usually, people yeah, don't yeah. want them open. Yeah. But so the if you if you uh, have any aspirations to be a head football coach, you could go to Miami, Houston, Jacksonville, Denver, Las Vegas, the Giants, Minnesota, or Chicago. So they, yes. you have all kinds of choices to, to yeah. go to. And GMs, if you're a GM, you can go to Minnesota, Chicago, and the Giants or the Raiders. So anyway, yeah. we kind of already talked about the firing of, uh, yeah, we, of the we GM did. there. So let's see what else we got here as we move along. It's always hard to keep track of because, you know, we can't wait to talk about these things, and we always forget what we said earlier. Okay, Copper, uh, Cooper Cup uh, won the triple crown in receiving in, um, you know, this year. And it's only, uh, I think, the third time that that's been the fourth time it's been done uh, time. since the merger. And uh, Jimmy Rice, uh, Jerry Rice did it in 1990. Uh, Sterling Sharp did it in 92. And Steve Smith Jr. did it in 05. The thing I remember about all those guys, they were not on Super Bowl teams. Those teams did not go to the Super no, Bowl. That's correct. So doesn't mean he won't, but I'm just saying. And uh, the, the triple crowd is catches, yards, and touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's see. And uh, let's see, Josh Allen and uh, Patrick Mahomes, the 10th and 11th players with five uh, passing touchdowns and over 300 yards throwing in, in the, the NFL uh, playoffs. Uh, and uh, I mentioned that was the lowest play, playoff loss by Belichick. Uh, so uh, just talking about that, Devo Samuel, talking about him, he ran for 365 yards this year and uh, eight touchdowns and the most ever in history uh, for a, a wide receiver and uh, six receiving touchdowns as well. So he's quite a threat. Both yeah, no, I love the way well. Kyle Shanahan yeah. uses him. He's, he's great. Yeah. And you wonder, you know, with such a copycat leak, did this, did this all stop because – Cordero Patterson for the Falcons started this earlier in the season, and Samuel wasn't doing it. Then all of a sudden, they start doing it with the 49ers. You wonder if they kind of got the idea there. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder, how many, I wonder how many other teams will try it after yeah. this. Oh, they, oh, they, they will. They will. Yeah. It's a copycat league. Yeah. To be, kill Harry's new job. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, give it to him. He can't catch it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, I guess that anybody got any more NFL, or do we have any callers? Do we, have have a, we do have a call. We do have a caller. Okay, so Jerry, why don't you go ahead and unmute? Uh, it said I already am. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, there you go. They, it is correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, firstly, uh, I like what you said, uh, Chris, about. <clears throat> You know, Ben did what he could with what he had with the Steelers, and they had nothing to be ashamed of. Nope. And uh, they're loyal to your Your Mike Tomlin will stay on another year, and we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah, there's and, no uh, reason. I mean, I think now, one rumor, little, one rumor you know. about Mike Tomlin that I have heard is that uh, Denver might be interested in seeing if they could trade for him. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my upset specials are well. I'm going to go with. Well, I'm going to go. Um, I can't be do as bad as I did last week. I'm going with. <laughs> I'm going with Cincinnati over Tennessee. I'm going with Green Bay. I'm going with uh, 
Tampa Bay, and I'm going with Buffalo. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. I had one right. quick quick trivia question. I want to see if you guys could come up with because yeah. it surprised it surprised me. Which which active quarterback in the NFL right now has the longest streak of seasons with at least 25 touchdown passes? Aaron Rodgers. No. Tom mm. um, Brady. No. Uh. Machine Mahomes. No. 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 He's only been here, you know, three years. Yeah. I think oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, well you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Goes back seven years. Okay. Oh. How about, uh, oh, how about okay. uh, Tannehill? No. Matthew Stafford? No. Ooh. Okay. Kurt, I think we got about eight, uh, eight down, 24 to go. Uh, Kurt Cousins. <laughs> Kurt Cousins. Kurt Cousins. Wow. Yeah. Really? Wow. Now, well, if we throw in the interceptions, really we've got something, but, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay, well, that's interesting. All right, that's interesting, Rick. Okay, so moving on to college football, we have UCLA gave uh, Chip Kelly an extension uh, to through 2025 and an average of $4.7 million per year. And he was 18 and 25, but 8 and 4 uh, in 2021. So he's coming and building a program at UCLA. Had been talking to Oregon. And uh, and then uh, an interesting stat David USF gave us, four, gave us four coaches to win at their alma maters in the last 60 years. Kirby Smart won at his alma mater this year in 2021. Uh, Philip Fulmer in Tennessee in 98, Steve Spurrier in Florida in 96, and Bear Bryant numerous times at Alabama, of course. Yep. That was the college football stuff. Anybody got anything? Uh, Yes, Kirk uh, Kirk Ferentz at Iowa. He's extended through 2029. Not sure what the value is, but he's, he's he's very handsomely paid. Oh, that's good. Well, he's been very successful, too. He certainly has. Okay. So uh, that's it for uh, college football, I guess, huh? Yep, yep. All right. Well, I guess we can move to tennis because the Australian Open is going on. And not that we – we'll cover the results a little bit, too. It's not so much that, but the whole Novak Djokovic thing finally ended. He did not get to play. He was deported uh, to back to Serbia. And apparently the, the first judge kind of found for him on procedural grounds because he wasn't allowed to contact people he should have been able to. I mean, these people aren't prisoners and they're not illegal smugglers or something. Yeah. They're supposed to – you know, they're, they're business people and they should be able to contact the tournament folks and, and his you know, lawyers, whatever he, he needed to do. And he wasn't being allowed to do the stuff he needed to do. But basically, the, the they don't apparently have a thing in there about if you've had the virus. It's really got to do with vaccination. So he really didn't have a leg to stand on it from what you could figure out. And his documents were also incomplete even. And his travel documents, you have to have very accurate ones, and they weren't right. So he right. just had a lot of problems with what he was trying to do there. And, and he may sad, not be able to play in France for, or the United States. The yeah. sad thing is for the Australian Open, though, since he's not there, nobody cares. Uh, yeah, Serena. because because ba- no no Serena this year, no Djokovic. But Osaka's course, there. And people care about her this yeah. year now. The, you know, after what happened last year. So Osaka, Naomi Osaka. So they're yeah. going to be watching her. But uh, yeah. that'll be the big thing. So not that many people will be getting up at two in the morning to watch this uh, this year, uh, Perry. No, I w- no, I, I would bet. Well, a lot of it for those who don't know, and we'll get to Alan just a second. For those who don't know. A lot of it is going to be on ESPN Plus. So yeah. if you don't have ESPN Plus, you're you'll see a little of it on ESPN two, but a lot of it's going to be on ESPN Plus. You got to have yes, ESPN yeah. Plus. But we have a Plus caller named Al who's on the line. Hey Al, I'm calling from snowy suburb of Cleveland, Palmer Heights, Ohio. How, many, how much out? did you get? How much did you get? About two feet. 
Oh, really? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't get oh, that much out. We had 14.3 <laughs> inches the other night, but you can keep right, that. We'll take it out. <laughs> anyway, yeah, better late than never. A uh, couple things. Uh, first of all, uh, give my prediction. I have uh, something to mention about uh, Travis uh, Kelsey and uh, his mom. Uh, I was showing the news last night. But first, my prediction. Uh, I like Cincinnati, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Kansas City. Okay. 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 So what is, what is up with Kel, uh, Travis well, Kelsey's mother? Well, story about his mom, Donna Kelsey. Yeah. She, she went to Tampa Bay, watched the Tampa Bay lose. Oh, yeah. You know, no, Philadelphia. Yeah. She went to Tampa Bay, you know, to the Eagles have that. Uh, Jason Kelsey. Yeah. Right. So, you know, he played and unfortunately okay. they lost. So right after the game, uh, Donna took a Uber to the airport, flew to Kansas City, got there in time to watch the fourth quarter. So she was at two. Wow. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, how can right. somebody fly that fast? You know, from uh, <laughs> the end, the yeah. game ended about four thirty Cleveland time, and let's see, four thirty to eight thirty. I guess the flight from Tampa Bay, Kansas City, was maybe two hours long. I would say. Yeah, two and a half, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was an interesting story. Where she yeah see both of her sons yeah. play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good for her. Those are my. Those are my. Uh, All right. Cool. All right. Al. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So, so Chris Everett, we found out, has stage one ovarian cancer, and his sister Jeannie died of it in February of 2020 at 62. And I think she played tennis as well, if I remember yes, her she name. Did. And Chris is 67 years old, and will appear from home on the Australia Open coverage on ESPN yes. as a spot reporter. So uh, that's all I have on tennis, and a lot yep. more than I usually have on tennis, but yeah, we have two items. Anything that's else all we, need. we need to do? Uh, nope. Any callers right now? We have no callers right now. Oh, we'll go to baseball then. Uh, John Lester retired, and, uh, you know, after 16 years – He's uh, he's 38 years old now. Just turned 38, and uh, he uh, he played for the Celtics. Uh, the Celtics, the Red Sox, <laughs> most six through 14. Well, no, that would have been a story if he'd have played. That would have been a story. Yeah, uh, much, yeah. Oakland A's late in 14. Uh, then the Cubs from 15 through 20. Then Washington and the Cardinals this year. And uh, he was in uh, five All-Star games in 10, uh, 10, 11, 14, 16, and 18. Three World Series he won, 7 and 13 with the Red Sox and 16 with the Cubs. No-hitter May uh, 19th of 08 uh, against Kansas City. He had 200 wins and 117 losses, and 200 wins is the new 300 win. I don't think you're going to see 300-game winners anymore because they don't pitch in enough games and all that. And, you know, it's like when we look back in the old days and Cy Young won 511 games. I don't know how that – I still have never heard that explained to me as how he ever won 511 games but you know 200 wins is uh, he'll be a hall of famer two 200 and 117 3.66 era so and a good guy you know nobody nobody ever had anything bad to say about John. no and he said the reason that he retired was he was spending too much time in the trainer's room and not enough time keeping himself into you know weightlifting and into shape he, he said that it was just the injuries were getting to be too much yep mm-hmm. And the Milkman retired. Melky Cabrera, who played for the Yankees, everybody remembers him from there and a few other teams. And he was—he uh, hadn't played in the MLB since 19. He'd played some winter ball and so forth, but that was—he—he uh, he finally said he retired. And of course, I think he had some drug problems along the way too. And Jim Cott's number is being retired in Minnesota. Apparently, they must have a policy like the Red Sox do. Red Sox do not retire numbers until somebody makes the Hall of Fame. They have their own Hall of Fame that people can be in, but that's probably the way that it is in uh, Minnesota as well. Because yep. you know, Jim Cott is, I think, going in this year. 
And this is really kind of a, a and, the, a sad and by story. the way, Chris, next okay. Tuesday is when we will find out if if anybody makes it in to the Hall of Fame. We'll find that out a week from yeah. today at uh, yeah, six that's Eastern. when the results are released. Okay, and this is kind of a sad story, and this really does show the Marlin. I get that Jeter just got there only a couple of years ago, but you're, if you're Derek Jeter, you have to be involved in this. Dave Van Horn is retiring after 53 years of broadcasting because my offer to Miami offered, offered him only about 20 games after he just had like 54 last year in 2021. He's 82 years old, and he sounds pretty good. I mean, I, I you know, obviously he's slowing down a little bit, but he's doing all right. And to, to give you his statistics, he, he was going to be tied for the dean of broadcasters uh, this year and has been for a while with uh, Denny Matthews. They both started Denny with the Royals on the, and basically the same day in 69, Denny with the Royals and him with the Expos, and they, he was with the Expos from 69 through 2000, and then uh, came to the Marlins in 01, and he won the Ford Frick Award in 2011. And, uh, and you know, the thing is, they weren't cooperative at all with him like Mike Shannon. You know, Mike Shannon got eased out. You know, they said, hey, why don't you just do the home games? Okay, and you can pick your spots. And if you don't want to do a series against the Marlins, you don't have to or whatever. You know, and, and the thing is, it's like, this would never happen in this would never happen to Pat Hughes. Nope. This would never happen to John Sterling. This would never happen to Joe Castiglione. You know, they, 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 John Henry would make a big speech whenever Joe Castiglione decides to retire. The Cubs ownership would be involved. You've got some assistant PR whoever saying as he goes, uh, we give, wish him luck as he goes on to his new uh, things in life. You guys basically didn't give him enough games. You know, admit it. You know, what a classless organization. Well, to me, they what they should have done last year and they didn't. Instead of having all of these rotating people come in and out of the booth. I mean, he and uh, Glenn Geffner, neither one of them ever had the same people for more than one or two series. Just put the two guys together and leave them alone like they always had been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, you know what, with the Marlins, if there's a way for the Marlins to mess something up, they find it. They will. They will. And Bob Eucher, we should mention, is the dean of the National League. With uh, He started with the Brewers in 1970 when they went, when they'd been the Pilots. So they're really all out of that, uh, you know, group. Uh, they started with the Pilots who then became the Brewers, and then, you know, the, the Royals and the Expos. And so, uh, but Bob Euchre's the dean in that, and I promise you, when Bob Euchre leaves, he will leave um, you know, with a parade. I mean, that, that, that's, again, yeah. the way, the way yeah. you handle but see, that. But see, unlike the Marlins, I think the Brewers already know what they're going to do when Euchre does leave. Yeah, they've got they, their they, guys already there. Yeah, They do, yep. they do, because a lot of times what they'll do is, even on home games, where Euchre is there, if uh, Brian Anderson is away doing NBA for TNT. They'll put Jeff Levering on TV so yep. that both guys are getting work. Yep. So that's good. Yep. Keith Hernandez is going to be retiring. He's number 17. He will be retired on July 9th this year. And of course, he's a Mets broadcaster now. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, so that'll be good for him. A great player for the Mets. And the owners and players met the last Thursday, and we said they would, and we said there'd be no progress. Uh, and the owners oh, made a proposal. I'm sure the players laughed and uh, walked away, and that's it. So that's uh, pretty much we it. can't say much about that. And uh, we it's, predicted that correctly. Like, we may have missed some football pick, but we predicted right. there'd be no progress. Yeah. And now, Steve uh, Phillips and, and Chris Russo were talking about it last week, and um, the two gyms, of course, on Sunday morning were talking about it, and, and there's a difference in the two conversations. Russo thinks... There'll be progress around March 1st. Steve Phillips thinks February 15th, but the two GMs say the season will not start on time. Okay. Well, there's just not, they wrong. say there's not enough time for these two sides to come together. And, and as of now, there's no more scheduled meetings. So, 
Yeah. Well, they're going to. The problem is, it's it's a fight between uh, millionaires and billionaires, like we always yes. say. And there's no real pressure when you're a millionaire or a billionaire. You know, they, yeah, there's the lower guys in the echelon that maybe only make fifty thousand or a hundred thousand a year, but that they're you know they don't have any clout. The, the people, like Bowden, like you, Bowden said this morning uh, on a Sunday, Chris. He said the fourth yeah. outfielder's wife is probably upset because yeah. she wants to get school yeah. set, but he said sadly nobody cares what he thinks. That's right. And Camden Yards apparently is moving the back the left field fence and uh, 30 feet and they're going to raise it too and uh, they have to reconfigure their seating yeah they're uh, taking out uh, chris I, I found out they're taking out a thousand seats to, to get this accomplished so oh man how are the orioles going to keep the crowd <laughs> yeah oh, man yeah. everybody in it's yeah gonna be terrible uh, I, for the orioles yeah. Oh man, it'll be. I just wish the Orioles were relevant again. We have a division with four teams in it, and we have the Orioles. And the Orioles just aren't. You know, no division. I've never seen anything like where a division has, has one team that nobody can even talk about sensibly, even being close to five hundred. Well, this, year, partic- like this particular year, Chris, that that's the way it is with the two Easts, from the way it sounds, because in the National League you have the four teams. And the Nationals, because the Nationals, of course, have kind of broken everything down. And Yeah, but you know that the Nationals will figure out a way to build it back up. Eventually, yes, they years. will. Yes, they will. They, they're the a pretty good organization. Well, oh, the, the Pirates, Pirates too, Chris. That's, no, that's, a, a, that's another one. That yeah. is a good Pirates. point. The Pirates are certainly in that category, and it's ridiculous. And I think the A's are going to be in that category in the American League West, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, so are we done with baseball? Yep. Yep. All right, on to the NBA we go. Here are the standings. Uh, the Bulls are leading in the East at 27 and 15. Then we have Miami. Sadly, though, they've had some injuries. That's, that's yes. they yeah, have. they have. Celtics beat them on Saturday, but they were saying how shorthanded they were. But yep. uh, they beat them by two on Saturday in the middle of the playoff game. Uh, I think their their ratings were probably going up around uh, oh eight thirty nine o'clock after people saw that Patriots <laughs> game for a while. <laughs> Miami twenty eight and sixteen, number two. Brooklyn twenty seven and sixteen. Uh, Cleveland twenty seven and eighteen. How about how about them Cavaliers number and, four? And uh, Kevin Durant is going to be out for the next four to six weeks with, a, with some kind of knee problem. So that's correct. And MCL strain. MCL. MCL. Uh, PCL. Okay. MCL. All right. MCL. MCL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you had said MCL before. Okay, so Cleveland. Then we go to Milwaukee in fifth place, twenty-seven and nineteen. Philadelphia, twenty-five and eighteen. Uh, then we go to Charlotte, twenty-four and twenty. Washington, twenty-three, twenty-one is in eighth place. So we're starting with Charlotte, the play-in battle, twenty-four, twenty. Washington, twenty-three, twenty-one. Then we go to Toronto, twenty-one and twenty. The Celtics are twenty-three and twenty-two, as I said, first time over five hundred since uh, uh, December seventh. We go to the Knicks at twenty-two and twenty-one. Then we have the drop-off. I think uh, we're not ready to quite kill the Hawks and Pacers yet, but it doesn't look good no, for them. Atlanta. Close. Atlanta seventeen and twenty five. I don't know what's going on with them this year. They were eighteen and twenty five. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on with them this year. Eastern Conference finalists, and they're just not getting it done. Uh, not Indiana good this year, no. Fifteen and twenty nine. Uh, Detroit ten and thirty two. Orlando eight and thirty seven. Yeah. In the West, we, we probably better be careful. We probably better be careful killing the Pacers, uh, Chris. Yeah. Bill yeah. might get us. Oh, I'm not going to do that yet. The Pacers uh, are going to be nice. I've already Bernie too. Hold on, hold on, guys. Go ahead, Bill. I put the fork already. They're going to have <laughs> well, a big... The, the question, now, now, Bill, the question is, has Bernie put the fork in them yet? I don't know, but they're going to be going to probably be doing some serious training and house cleaning, and they're going to put the fork in themselves, so we don't yeah, have to worry will. about it. And the trade deadline is February 10th, so that'll be coming and, up um, fairly uh, soon. A, no- a note on Ben Simmons, he, he put out a statement a couple of days ago saying that he's just going to sit out the rest of the season because 
the 76ers don't know how to put a trade together, so he will not play it all. And the general NBA sentiment was, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Correct. In the West, we have Phoenix pulling away from your Warriors a little bit at 34-9, and the Warriors 31-12. and What's going on, Robert? Uh, We've had uh, injury issues. Um, Draymond Green is going to be out another couple of weeks. He's got an injury, and so uh, I expect Phoenix to pull away a little bit, but once everybody gets healthy, uh, we'll be back to normal, but that's what's going on with the Warriors. All right, Memphis running third at 31 and 15. Amazing. They Utah. had a they had a very long winning streak that pulled yep. them all the way up. So. Yeah. Yep. Utah 29 and 15, number 5 at Dallas at 25 and 19. Then we go to Denver at 22 and 20. Then we go to the Lakers at 22-22. Uh, Clippers at 22-23. Minnesota 21-22 is ninth place. Then Portland. And then we drop off. See, the, so the battle, though, that's a 7-8-9. Then you, unlike the East, you drop off a little bit to get to 10, where Portland is at 18 and 25. Sacramento, 18 and 28. San Antonio, 16 and 28. Then you go to New Orleans at 16 and 28 as well. Then Oklahoma City, 14 and 29. And then Houston, 13 and 32. And I'll, I'll tell you what, they they this is when ad campaigns need to be pulled sometime. I heard through throughout the Rams game before they cut off the feed on ESPN radio, you know, mission, uh, the, it's mission 18, you know, all about the Laker promoting Laker broadcast, like oh, you yeah. get the 18th championship. This is a 500 team, as David aptly pointed out, the 500 teams don't win the NBA championship. And, you know, like pull the ad campaign. Come on. Guys. Well, apparently, apparently from what I read today, uh, Frank Vogel is on uh, job watch, so he may be yeah. out. Well, and yes. not not only that, I don't know what the Lakers were thinking, and maybe David could come in and talk about this, but when you assemble the oldest team in the NBA, uh, you, uh, you can't have a, a team that, that's full of veterans and people that are injury-prone to be, to be real competitive anymore right. in the NBA, so... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. No, I mean uh, Maxwell. Max said something like, "You know, hey, give me this team three, four, five years ago. I'll take it. You know, yeah. not right now. You know, okay. I guess any more NBA talk? Well, before okay. We go to talk Here's an interesting. I found okay. I got right. this from the sports media podcast actually. Uh, <laughs> NBA. You know how they worked out a deal with Sinclair, and so if you're in a market that has a Sinclair, you know, Valley Sports. You can stream your local NBA games, kind of similar to what you can do your NHL games, but it's your local market, so it's not out of market. It's only, like, here I can only stream Spurs games if I wanted to, and it's only in the the, the areas that have Valley Sports uh, franchises, you know, regional networks that are that have NBA teams, so, like, New Orleans, L.A., Oklahoma City, Dallas, San Antonio, you know, those places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, going to college basketball, and uh, we have Missouri fired their coach, uh, quote, coach Quanzo Martin. And he was eight and nine when he was fired. If you're eight and nine at this time of year, like BC seven eight, if you're like that, you're going to be yeah. in your lower, you know, bottom two or three teams in your conference because you didn't beat up on the sisters of the poor that you got to play earlier. So I, I obviously they're looking ahead with uh, with Missouri, and then we we do uh, want to talk about Joe B. Hall, who died at ninety three years old. He succeeded Adolph Rupp as the uh, coach, and um, in uh, in Kentucky, uh, and he was the uh, won his championship in 1978, and he played for Kentucky in 48 49. Then he went to Swanee uh, University so he could play, and then uh, he did some. Uh, and he was the only person to have coached and played on national championship teams for the same school, and that's that's an and, interesting stat. And remember, and, he he was the coach. Of course, when the Kentucky and Louisville, the legislature, they stepped in and they played for the first time, it was him and Danny Crum, and we've lost both of them now within the last year. 
Yeah. He was the head of Regis University in Denver and then at Central Missouri, then assistant in Kentucky from 65 through 72 and the head of Kentucky from 72 through 85 and the the coach of the year in 78 when he won the title. And he's in the College Hall of Fame. His all-time coaching record, 373 and 156 and at Kentucky, 297 and 100. And uh, he made three Final Fours at Kentucky and expanded the role of the black players. Tom Payne came. uh, He was the first black player at Kentucky when uh, uh, Rupp was there but there really weren't any beyond that. But he brought in a whole bunch, and they were big uh, contributors to the uh, 78 championship. Yeah. So, And, of course, that was the counterpoint to the thing that happened with uh, Rupp bringing his all-white team and playing Texas Western in 66 and losing. So this needed to happen in Kentucky, and he was a big part of making it happen. Yeah, and he was a pretty class guy from what I understand also. And, oh, yeah. yeah right. and Denny Crum had a radio show apparently that was really cool. I would have liked Yeah, they did. Yeah, I remember that. Van Vance hosted it. And then, oh, cool. You know, yeah. Yeah, Van Van, WHS is, all right, now i got some stuff from college. Now that we're, gonna, now we're getting closer, uh, yeah. a few interesting things that came out of it. Of course, Stanford last week, you know, they, they had a two-week layoff. They come back and the first time in uh, three years they had beaten the top-ten team after, and they came off this when they beat USC. So Stanford had a little historic event. Also, Texas Tech, uh, very up and down, the Big 12, up and down week. Texas Tech, a week ago Saturday, beat Tech, beat Kansas. Then last Tuesday night, they beat Baylor. Then they beat Oklahoma State. Then an 0-4 Kansas State came in and beat Texas Tech. So, But Texas Tech, had beat, first time they had beaten two top-10 teams in a three-day period. Then they had a makeup game with Oklahoma State. And then, of course, Baylor turns around. The first time a number-one-ranked team lost twice in a row on their home floor. They lost Tech, and then they lost to Oklahoma State Saturday. So that's the first time. So now they've fallen off, obviously, out of number one, and Gonzaga is back at the uh, number one spot. So that's flipping. And So what you're saying, the, Sean, is that Iowa State should watch out for Tech tonight. They're going to be pretty unhappy. Oh, yeah, Tech's Yeah, and like I said, the Big 12, and that kind of gets me into – I've been looking at conferences, the ups and downs of conferences. And we'll start with the Big 12 since we're on there. Big 12, I would say, at Rise Conference, because you have eight or nine teams. I mean, Kansas State and TCU are down at the bottom, but even Kansas State was 0-4, and they beat Tech, and then TCU can sneak up. But you got, like, everybody from Iowa State to Kansas to Baylor to Tech to West Virginia, Texas, Oklahoma. I mean, all these teams, eight teams probably playing, you know, that could pull some upsets in these tournaments. Of course, Kansas back in first place. So the Big 12, I put them on the rise. Another conference, I look on the rise. And I've criticized them. They've been down. Uh, There's times on this show and other places I've talked how they've been the worst of the West Coast conferences. The Pac-12 back on the rise. USC, UCLA. Uh, and by the way, UCLA lost back-to-back as the number one team, but they did those on the road to Oregon and Oregon State one year. But they did that back in the so – but yeah, UCLA a top, has been a top-ten team. USC a top-20 team. Uh, Stanford making some waves there. So, I mean, you, you the Pac-12 is on the rise. Another one, I think, is on the rise this year, the SEC. I mean, Tennessee, Kentucky had a pretty big battle. Uh, Alabama's there. Uh, you know, LSU's not. That's a, the SEC is a rise. Uh, Auburn's good. Big Ten. Yeah, Auburn's very good. Big Ten. They're where, I, they're where I thought they would probably be. I mean, you have your usual teams that are pretty good. You have some down teams. I mean, Iowa, Indiana, they're kind of, yeah, where they are. Big East. Big East is where they were. The disappointing conference, who's way down this year, the ACC. 
I mean, the ACC is garbage this year. I mean, right yes. now Miami Duke, is the, the top team. Miami, Duke, and North Carolina seem to be the best teams right now. Yeah, but the Duke and North Carolina, it's, it's supposed to be the farewell tour for Coach K. And, of course, you know, Duke, Miami, North Carolina, when their games are on the ACC network and they're not picking them up on the main ESPN a lot of times, that says that your conference is down. Uh, the the AAC. East, I, yeah, the Big East, though, I think uh, yeah, I think Providence is good. Seton Hall is good. Uh, Illinois is good. I think I think Marquette might be pretty good. DePaul has had yeah, some Yeah, Marquette's pretty so, good. That's, that's what yeah, I said. The that's Big East is pretty good. Is, Big, Big East is pretty yeah, good. A, yeah, the HN. The HN is on the way up, I think. HN is up from where they were. Uh, from you know, They're back on where they should be. The AAC with the Cincinnati, Tulsa, uh, Houston, Wichita State. I mean, all teams that could battle. And then, of course, Memphis, Wichita State. I mean, all teams that could battle. And then, of course, Memphis, you know, they're, they're Memphis. The conference is down. I mean, Gonzaga's good, but the other teams that usually care, the West Coast Conference, BYU and St. Mary's, I put them as a down conference this year. Oh, well, I, I, so San Francisco is improving, Sean. They're like 15 yeah, San Francisco's, so. San Francisco's improving. They're, yeah. they're starting to come back in there. But, I mean, Gonzaga, they're going to be pretty much it. When BYU leaves and goes to the Big 12, Gonzaga's going to be it. The Mountain West also right. has, is having a down year as a conference. So, How about anyways, the Big Ten and the Missouri Valley, Perry? What do you think of those? Um, the Missouri Valley, I wouldn't say, is up, but... If you find Missouri Valley games on TV, anybody is going to beat anybody on a given day. The yeah. teams are well matched. So, and Northern Iowa's hot right now, of course. That's I, let's hope that continues. Yeah. And the Big Ten is kind of where we thought it would be. And you know, yeah, we, we were yeah. we were saying last Thursday on All Things Radio, we were debating who would win the Iowa Indiana game. It was. It was back and forth, and Iowa pulled it out in the end. I said Iowa would win because they were home. Usually, that's the way that's right. That's work, right, and, and that's probably yeah. and that would be why they won it because they were at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so good. So we're getting, you know, now that the NFL is slowing down. Now we just got four games this weekend and stuff. And Rick goes gets ready for his long winter's nap. We, <laughs> you know, we now have you know college basketball slowly stepping towards the four. And by the beginning of March, the conference tournaments get going. We'll really uh, know what's going on. And and this is a good uh, recap. Okay, so now the NHL. And then we start with the Atlantic Division. <clears throat> we have Florida with 57, Tampa Bay 57, Toronto 51, the Bruins uh, at 46. They won eight out of nine, as I said. They're getting to the point now where they're only two to five games behind everybody instead of four to seven or whatever. You know, they, they're catching some teams because some other teams have had delays. But they, they've really taken it. They've come out of, since New Year's, you know, again, eight out of nine. And they they got Carolina tonight, and uh, that's going to be a good game. And they've got some good ones coming up, and their long homestand continues. Detroit 41. And then these teams are not competing uh, anymore. You know, they, they're done, as I said. No. Buffalo 29. This is what's happened. In some of these divisions, the East, there's really a, a big gap. I mean, Detroit, you know, hey, they're only five behind the Bruins. That's okay. But Buffalo 29, Ottawa 24, Montreal 19. Forget those guys. In the Metropolitan, we've got the Rangers at 54, Carolina 52, Pittsburgh has moved up to 51 in third place, Washington 51. Pittsburgh's been spending all their time on the West Coast seemingly, but maybe they'll come back someday. And then, but then you, okay, so we got, as I say, Rangers 54, Carolina 52, Pittsburgh and Washington 51. Then look at what happens. Columbus 35. New Jersey, 33, Philadelphia, 33, and the Islanders, 30. That's not happening for those guys too far away. And, and that normally you can't like kill like a quarter of the league this time of year, but this is just the way it's worked in the East. In the Central. Yeah, I was a six, one, and one in the last eight, but I guess it's too late, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, they can yeah. it's, it re, we make fifth or something, but you got to make fourth. Yeah. You know, you've got to be one of the two wildcard teams, and you've got the Bruins and Pittsburgh and, you know, all those teams up there way ahead, so I can't. For playoffs, I mean, they can certainly make it close maybe to try to get 
fourth place in the division and somebody falls back. But and Pierre, you know, Pierre, Pierre, Pierre we will get to you. Right, we'll get to you right after we get through the hockey. That's right. He, he loves to wade through hockey. So, uh, Central uh, Division. We got Colorado at fifty three, St. Louis fifty one, National Nashville fifty one, Minnesota forty seven. Then we got uh, Winnipeg at uh, drop off here too. Uh, they're not done though. But Winnipeg thirty nine, Dallas thirty eight, Chicago thirty six. Blackhawks have been making some progress. Not so much the Arizona team at twenty two. In the Pacific, we have uh, Vegas at forty eight, the uh, Kings at forty five, Anaheim forty five, San Jose forty four. Your Sharks are hanging in there, uh, Robert. Oh. Yes, they are. <laughs> Calgary is. <laughs> uh, let's see. What have we got? Calgary forty, Edmonton thirty eight. Then we go drop to Vancouver thirty seven, and Seattle twenty six. Okay, and, I'm back, guys. Sorry about okay. that. Okay. <laughs> so what, what? What? I asked you about your Sharks. They seem to be playing a little bit better. Yes, we're we're doing better, and of course, we had a historical game yesterday, which we'll talk about. Yeah, go ahead. May as well do it now because I finished the oh, standing, uh, standings. Uh, Timo Meyer uh, scored five goals yesterday against the Kings, and he became the first shark to ever do that. Okay. He, he took six. He took six shots in the game, and five of them went into the goal. So, yeah. uh, and, a crazy day. And may as well finish up hockey because I don't think Pierre's going to talk about it. Uh, no. Willie O'Ree's no. number is being retired, and you say, "Who is Willie O'Ree? He's the first black player to ever play in the National Hockey play- League. He started uh, 54 years ago today, January 18, 1958, for the Bruins. He only played in 45 games in the league, but he was the first uh, black hockey player. I do remember his name, and I knew he was he was up and down." a lot for the minors, but um, he got it was 64 years, Chris. What's that? 64 years, right? 54. Oh, 64 from 58, yeah, 64. Yeah, yeah but that's his number 22 is being retired tonight by the Bruins is a, a nice thing around Martin Luther King Day. So I guess we can bring Pierre on and probably stop okay. talking about hockey. Oh, okay, Pierre, you can wake up now. The hockey's done. <laughs> yeah, how you doing? Well, uh, what I want to talk about was two things. Uh, <clears throat> in college basketball, LSU is ranked 13th with the men, but the big surprise is Kim Mulkey. Uh, they thought she was going to come with a rebuilding year, and all of a sudden, she's ranked number 11 in the nation and really tearing things up with the team that the, that the other coach left. And uh, and the second thing I want to talk about was college football. I see where this NL, NIL could be a major problem because uh, we had a LSU's number one receiver uh, was getting ready to go into the transfer portal and go to Alabama. Well, a big lawyer in town decided that he was going to give him a big, huge contract, put him on billboards and and uh, advertisements on TV and everything, so he decided he wasn't leaving. So I can see where this may turn out to be sort of a pay-the-player like uh, uh, you t- go into the uh, transfer portal and and we'll take you and Joe's uh, furniture store will give you a million dollar contract. You well, know? Right. P- Pierre, you it's and I are, you and I criticize Lane Kiffin for a lot of things, but Lane Kiffin is cor- is correct. Now there's free agency in college sports. Yeah, I mean, but it's look here. I will say this: it's it's been going on. It's just now it's out in the public. It's it's yeah. been going on more than what. Yeah, but not for millions like no, it is not for now. Mi- no. You you no, I mean, you'd find it every once in a while, but I, and you know they were talking on Mark Packer's show on on XM. He was talking about the transfer portal. He said right now the transfer portal is a cool thing to do. He said, but what's yep. going to happen in the next couple of years? That transfer portal is going to be so overloaded, and these yep. big guys are going to get into that transfer portal thinking I'm going to make it big, and there are not enough places for all of them. That's yeah, right. transfer portal is going to work itself out. I think, and I think eventually the NIL will work it out. Remember, it's still new. I think you'll start seeing 
more things as it comes down. I think you'll start seeing more regulations. But right now, obviously, it's the wild, wild west. And as far as Kim Mulkey, I'm not surprised what she did. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not surprised that she's come in there and, you know, done what she did at all. Just I mean, listen to her press conferences. They'll give you some quotable quotes. Well, yes, they will. Uh, well, her team this year in the first week of the season, won more games than uh, than the uh, uh, last year's team did for the entire season. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. That's great stuff here. Yeah. All right. So as far as I know, that's it. That's it. So, Sean, go ahead and wrap it up. All right, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, don't forget, you can download the podcast, legendoldies.com, Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher. Uh, go tell your smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast or the Sports Lounge Live podcast from TuneIn, or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. And don't forget, come back tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday for the Bill Perry and Friends show. So until then, and or until next week, or when we 